Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Donald Trump was charged with 37 counts in a federal case relating to keeping classified documents and refusing to return them. He reportedly kept some of the boxes of said documents in his bathroom. To be fair, I also keep documents with Donald Trump's name on them in case I run out of toilet paper. (laughs) It could be worse. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's bathroom contains throw rugs made of the hairs of his victims. Oh, for legal reasons, I have to say that's not true (laughs) to the best of my knowledge. (laughs) The Northeast and Mid-Atlantic portions of the United States were covered in smoke from wildfires in Quebec with the sepia air coloring, the turning back of women's health care and voting restrictions for people of color. It's one step closer to when Trump supporters thought America was great again. (laughs) (laughs) 
Being from Maryland, we weren't worried about the air quality as we use so many vape products that our lungs can handle the air quality alert. Mm. The people who are having a rough go of this were residents of Boston who were so racist they hate anything even slightly brown. (laughs) In Wisconsin, this summer, there will be a four-day event that has been billed as an all-nude car show. That would make me nervous to attend. I'm afraid I'd get caught staring at the wrong headlights. (laughs) i don't want to be put in the awkward position of telling someone no sir i don't want to see how well lubed your caliper pistons are Uh, if i want to see a woody i want it to be a 34 wagon (laughs) that's the only beach boys reference i'm going to make on this podcast the entire run (laughs) law and order will start production of a spinoff of its criminal intent series set to film and air in toronto being Canadian, are they going to replace the chung chung sound effect where they switch from scene to scene with AA? <laughs> Ooh. I, for one, am not looking forward to hearing the cops on that show say, let's go arrest that hoser wearing the stupid toque. <laughs> Televangelist Pat Robertson. <laughs> Televangelist Pat Robertson has passed away. Thanks to his placement in the afterlife, his new show will be called The 666 Club. (laughs) With Pat Robertson gone, 700 may now refer to the number of total criminal charges Donald Trump faces. (laughs) A cardinal at the Vatican performed a ritual on an altar that was deemed desecrated following a man's naked protest. Everybody knows that the only naked bodies allowed on Catholic altars are those of the altar boys. (laughs) 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 And on that note, all with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, and Gina Brown. Hey, Tom. Everyone, welcome back. Uh, What's everyone been up to this week? Well, Tom, I'm not above a Beach Boy reference, so I'm looking forward to the show so we can have some fun, fun, fun. (laughs) That was an old Beach Boys song, folks. I got it. I got it. You got it. (laughs) it Until 7 p.m. before your mother takes your T-bird away. Is that (laughs) I'm not prepared. But what I wanted to say, Tom, is that last week on in the in on the show, I talked about how great things were going in Maryland, and it still continues this week. Did you see I ninety five had a collapse, and our first reaction was, it must have messed up things in in Maryland. No, it was in Pennsylvania. It had nothing to do with us. We're on a winning streak in 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 uh, the in Maryland. I can't be the only one to have heard that news. And thought to myself, uh, it's interesting and sort of historic in a way to see infrastructure damage in Philadelphia that's not related to a riot following a a college football game. (laughs) Or the Eagles Super Bowl loss. Any sport in Philly. (laughs) (laughs) Abby, welcome back. Uh, How about yourself? What's new with you? I just wanted to point out to Jeff uh, in his discussion of Maryland doing well as compared to other places that, you know, that's the hallmark of narcissism, right? Where it's not just that you must do well, others must do poorly. So just a thought, Jeff. Just, just Fine. Fine. I, fine. I'm, I, I don't consider myself a Marylander anyway. 
So uh, I, I take no no uh, joy in Maryland's uh, streak here, as opposed to Tom. Gina, how about yourself? I'm doing really well. I am. Um... I have booked an upcoming commercial. I am doing stand-up locally for the first time in forever on Friday night. <laughs> Woo, congrats. Woo. Also, was that, I noticed that you just said A. Was that also your voiceover? Um, are you, is that <laughs> I grew up in upstate New York. That was her voice audition. <laughs> yeah, well, if I, yeah, I'm a Rochesterian, so we're so close to Canada, we all say A. <laughs> As of the recording of this episode, the social media site Twitter is worth approximately $13 billion nearly a third of the purchase price Elon Musk paid. LGBT groups came out recently and said Elon Musk's Twitter has resulted in the increase of cyberbullying. I believe that, as most of my tweets shortly before I left Twitter are about how much Elon Musk is a racist dolt. Mm. I genuinely hope Elon Musk takes Twitter back to a simpler time when you could tell an online detractor that you hope they get ass cancer that somehow mysteriously formed in the mouth. Hmm. On Twitter, an account claiming to be Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse thanked a user named CatTurd2 for an increase in his follower count. Makes sense. One pile of shit thanking another. <laughs> Elon Musk says he won't allow changes to Twitter's content moderation policies. In other words, he's letting Twitter users run rampant and using racial slurs so many times that when Musk goes to work at Twitter, he'll think he's still back at Tesla. <laughs> if I want to be around something that is restrictive and racist, I'd go to my local crab shack while an NBA game is on TV at the bar. <laughs> In fact, everyone willing to fork over $8 a month just for the privilege of having a blue check mark should have it revoked and replaced with a swastika. Mm -hmm. Only joking, a white hood. Oh. After he had his account restored, Kanye West was banned from Twitter for a second time. It's official. Elon Musk is so racist that the only Nazi sympathizer he is banned from Twitter is black. <laughs> Larry Elder tweeted that between Hitler, Mao, and Elon Musk, if a liberal had two bullets, then he would put both in Musk. Uh, Larry, Hitler and Mao are already dead, so why waste the bullets? <laughs> also, with this description of Musk's hypothetical companions, Larry Elder just inadvertently, accurately described Twitter. Mm. Joining us tonight to discuss Twitter under Elon Musk and the downfall of social media in general, please join me in welcoming A.A. Ron. Oh, thank you so much, Tom. Appreciate it. Love being here. Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, uh, reason I had you on is because, uh, like me, you uh, left Twitter fairly recently. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we both, I've gotten, for one, I've gotten hooked on a, a new social media site. Well, it's not new. It's It's been around for a while. Uh, it's called Mastodon. Uh, yep. I know uh, Kathy Griffin went there after she was uh, banned by Elon Musk. And I know George Takei is on there as well. How's life been for you since leaving Twitter? Uh, really good because I don't get these stupid headlines coming on my phone telling me what I should be reading. And it's always Elon this, Elon that. I don't want to know about what... We already know what the, the 
We know what that guy is doing, okay? I could say other words. I use construction ease all day long, but this guy is just full of it. <laughs> it just, it, 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 could you have taken a better platform and just try to make it into parlor? I mean, that's all it was. It's that's what it's turned into. It's not a, it's not a friendly place, you know. He's, he's no, and what he, the reason he says he bought it is for freedom and of expression, but it's really for his freedom, freedom of expression. He bought it as a toy. I don't know how else to explain this, but look, he has a he's a billionaire. What else has he got to do? He's decided to take his favorite thing and make it his own. And he didn't like it how it was, so he just he tore it apart, and he just he's just treating it like his own little plaything. He doesn't care who he hurts. He likes he likes to the, the uh, to stir the pot per se. He doesn't care about what he says or does. He just figures that's what that's what social media is. It's about him, and so that's where Twitter, as I call it, twatter. Excuse my language, but that is what it is. It's twatter. It's not. It's nothing but just crap now. It used to be like Twitter was it was better than, say, Facebook and Instagram because Facebook and Instagram would uh, would silence you if you said anything derogatory about not derogatory. If you just said anything critical of white people, especially white men. And, you know, Twitter was at least, you know, not only I mean, they were they were cracking down on like actual racist and inaccurate stuff that was said. And so not only has Twitter basically turned kind of what into uh, into what Facebook and Instagram are, but Facebook and Instagram are also hopping on that thing where if you pay us X dollars a month, then you get the you get the blue check mark. It's it's a vanity symbol with which at Macedon, I got mine. I got my verification for free. No questions asked. I would like if I, well, the one thing I just want all of these platforms to do allow me to pay for it i would be happy just stop listening to my conversations and lying to me about it that's all i want that's all i want out of life ten dollars a month to stop listening to everything that i say and then giving me advertisements about it like that's all that's all i want the problem i find i don't know if you feel the same way gina uh is that there are so many alternatives that and, and i'm afraid none of them is going are going to stick as the choice, I mean, I use Post Social, I use the Substack Notes, I use Mastodon, I've applied for Blue Sky, which is a guy made by a former Twitter executive. Jack I been, yeah, 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 I haven't been accepted to that, but I don't know which which way to turn. I mean, I like Mastodon, but for an all-encompassing social media, what's happening? in the news what's happening with my my teams it's still twitter unfortunately but, yeah but, i think it just depends on sort of where what you need i mean none of them were all encompassing anyway right i mean twitter for me i guess i haven't left but i was never super active there anyway and it looks like i only follow the Krasenstein brothers and I don't, but I only see their posts. I don't even think I follow either one of them, but whoever I follow follows both of them. And I see everything like in stereo from the two of them, which is fine. But yeah, I um, I used to go to it for news um, uh, just because all the news outlets would state their, you know, their 
opinions and whatnot there. But now, yeah, I just, I mean, honestly, I get AP alerts and I, that's, that's about as social as my news gets these days. The rest of it is kind of all just eh, fun, you know. Judicial Watch Chair Tom Fitton tweeted, the FBI is reading your tweets. It's a public internet platform. Everybody can read your tweets. That's how Twitter works. Speaking of not knowing how stuff works, we turn to this interview on Fox back when Tucker Carlson was still on the network, where Elon Musk grabs the impact of his newest investment. You bought Twitter famously. You've got a lot of other businesses and a lot going on. Yes. You said you bought it because you believe in speech, free speech. You've had a lot of hassle since you bought it. In retrospect, was it worth buying it? I mean, it remains to be seen as to whether this was uh, financially smart. Uh, currently, it is It is not. Uh, you know, we just revalued the company at less than half of uh, the acquisition price. Did you really? Yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, no, it, my, my timing was terrible for, for when the uh, offer was made because it was, uh, you know, right before advertising plummeted. And, yeah. Um, you, you caught the high watermark, I noticed. Yeah. Yeah, so I must be a real genius here. Um. <laughs> I mean, my favorite part of that clip is the fact that it's two white men and they're sitting around basically admitting they don't know how stuff works. <laughs> Advertising revenue died because he bought it. Have you seen the quality of the ads in your Twitter feed? It makes me think that it costs about five dollars to if you have five dollars cash to let you infect somebody's Twitter feed. Maybe we should all to put some ads in there. I mean, for cheap, we could turn it over. <laughs> Just don't like the idea of giving him money. That's the problem. Yeah, ag agreed, agreed, agreed. My favorite part was when <laughs> Carlson started laughing. He's like, you did. He's like, yeah, it's valued at half. And Tucker's like, it is. Yeah, that is the only moment I have ever enjoyed that man. And Thanks. I kind of want to like, I kind of just want to see it on repeat. Like, yeah. uh, Same. <laughs> I think the only time I ever enjoyed uh, Tucker Carlson is when he was getting dressed down in a, in a store in Montana. And that's the only time I've ever, uh, you know, someone was addressing him and just talking down to him. That's the only time I liked him. Considering Elon Musk knows he is publicly confronted online about the shit show that is Twitter, you would think he would have a better prepared response for such questions during an interview. Unlike this unnaturally long pause to a question in this excerpt from a CNBC interview. You know, do your tweets hurt the company are there tesla owners who say i don't agree with his political position because and i know it because he shares so much of it or are there advertisers on twitter that linda yaccarina will come and say you gotta stop man or you know i can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet you know i'm reminded of uh, the, the, the scene in The Princess Bride, great movie, great movie. Um, where he confronts the person who killed his father. And he says, offer me money, offer me power, I don't care. 
so you just don't care. You want to share what you have to say? I'll say what I want to say, and if, 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 uh, if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. I mean, anybody who knows me knows that it would take me less than three seconds, basically, to say that I'll say what I want to say, and uh, I don't I don't care about people's opinions. Basically, it was it was was his pause there trying to remember the name of the movie? <laughs> what? He didn't I, need the movie no. as a reference for I don't care. Like, do you need that particular scene? What is does that give it more oomph? Like, no. I don't even. I think that's actually just as long as it took his brain for the first time in his entire life to consider consequences of his own actions. And we saw in real time how he could not compute. Right. Now, Aaron, if you, how would you answer that succinctly if you were saying something like that? I don't give a fuck. That's a, that, that'll be what it'll be like. That's what, it, you know, it's be like he spent, the, you know, that, you know, the pregnant pause. I mean, you could have had three kids in that pregnant pause for how long that was. <laughs> for Pete's sakes, man. I mean, come on. You're, he sucks. He just doesn't understand how his actions affect him. But then he's like, oh, it does. And it's like, well, you're you've you're you're burning it down. So who gives a damn? You don't care about the money you're, you're losing. So you don't give a damn. It doesn't make any sense. It, that's where I don't understand the guy. You think you want to be a billionaire? You want to stay there? You don't become a oh oh wait a minute I fell off the list. How'd that happen? Pregnant pause. Maybe he was pausing to formulate something, you know, kind of heavy and possibly deep. But he, <laughs> oh, I, I was like, surely the synapses have come together by now. But then when they came together, it was nothing. <laughs> so I guess it wasn't. It wow. isn't. We waited all that time for a, a Diego Montero reference. <laughs> Taylor Lorenz had her Twitter account suspended after she asked Elon Musk for a comment about the stories about Twitter users tracking Musk's jet using public information. Apparently, account suspended is South African for no comment. <laughs> Musk's explanation of suspending accounts wasn't easily accepted by journalists covering the goings-on at the social media site. As this recording of a Twitter Spaces meeting shows us. In the last few hours with a, a handful of journalists uh, being banned. Uh, yeah, um, well, as I'm sure everyone who's been doxing uh, would agree, you know, uh, showing real-time uh, information about somebody's location is uh, inappropriate. And I think everyone on this call would not like that to be done to them. And, and there is not going to be any distinction in the future between journalists, so-called journalists, and, and regular people. Everyone's going to be treated the same. They're not special because you're a journalist. You're, you're just, you're, you're a Twitter, you're just, you're a citizen. Um, so, uh, no special treatment. Um, your docs, your docs, you get suspended in a story. Um, so, and, 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 evasion, ban evasion, or like, or, or trying to be clever about it. Like, oh, I posted a link to the real-time information is obviously uh, that is obviously simply trying to evade the, the, the meaning. That is, there's no different from than, paste, than actually showing real-time information. Um, so uh, when you're saying posting a link to it, I mean, the, some of the people like Drew and and Ryan Mack uh, from The New York Times who were, were banned were, were, you know, they were reporting on it in the course of sort of 
pretty normal journalistic endeavors. Um, you consider that like a tricky attempt at ban evasion? You show the link to the real-time information, ban evasion, obviously. I, I, Drew, I don't think you were posting the real-time information, right? I mean, well, you're, you're suggesting that we're sharing your uh, address, which is not not true. Um, and you're suggesting that we're we're posting. We never. Uh, I I never posted your address. You posted a link to the address. We posted a link. We in in the course of reporting about Elon Jet, we posted links to Elon Jet, which are now not online um, and now banned on on Twitter. And and Twitter also, of course, marks even the Instagram and Mastodon accounts of Elon Jet as as harmful. Using you know, we have to admit, acknowledge, using the same exact link blocking technique that you have criticized as part of the Hunter Biden New York Post story in 2020. So what is different yeah. here it's and no there? More acceptable for me. It's, it's no more acceptable for me, for you than it is for me. Same thing. So anyway. I, so it's unacceptable what you're doing? No, what you, you, you docs, you get suspended, end of story, that's it. Elon, I have to ask, I mean, I think what everyone's wondering is that it's highly unusual for journalists at the Washington Post and the New York Times to be have their Twitter accounts suspended. And it just so happens that it's, you know, the, the, the boss in charge, you know. Uh, so, you know, what's the deal there? Oh, I think I think Elon has uh, has left. I guess that's unfortunate because the answer. yeah, <laughs> I mean, guess what the difference is there. You know, man, not I trying to. So many, I was raring yeah. to go, guys. <laughs> I know, I was too. You have a smartphone on your on your person. You all have a tracker on you, whether you want it or not. It's on you. And him complaining about being tracked. Look, we're just tracking your jet flying. I mean, I can follow it on Reddit. There's a group, a subreddit, just for following the tra the jet. So who cares? You worried about us knowing your location? Yeah, I know you went to Alaska. I know you went to Dallas, Texas. I know you went to here. Someone go look me up. I'm pretty sure you can find out where I've been on Google Maps. And you go, oh, look, he takes this jogging run this way. And this, who cares? No one's going to go find you and do something to you, Elon. I just looked at it. It's on Mastodon. Apparently, he's in Austin right now, which is a shame for Austin. Yeah, it's bringing down property values as we speak. <laughs> Elon Musk can't be a good judge of comedy if he still hasn't worked out how to string sentences together. In this clip, we see the crowd's reaction when Musk is brought on stage as the guest at a comedy show by Dave Chappelle. Make some noise for the richest man in the world. Expecting this, were you? It feels like 
some of them people you fired are in the audience. <laughs> That really didn't surprise me so much as, as of late, Dave Chappelle himself has been trying to appeal to some of the more unsavory elements of comedy club audiences. Yeah, I don't know what that was. It was embarrassing is what it was. Who's, who's at a Dave Chappelle show who, who's happy to see this? No, you tell jokes. I paid $150 to watch you, Dave Chappelle, one of the greatest of all time who's bringing a comedy club to Washington, D.C., so thank you. I paid you $150 to to hear you tell jokes, and you bring this ass hat up on the, on the stage? I was actually surprised the audience didn't like it more. I mean, they're all the type of person who's super supportive of Chappelle right now, I, I think would be super stoked to jerk off to the idea that they saw Elon Musk on stage later, you know, tonight. But they weren't. Yeah, that was kind of the weird thing. It was like, you know, if he's you thought that, you know, Dave Chappelle's going for that audience, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, it sounds more buoy than, you know, Baba Booey. I, I don't think he was going for the audience. I think he is having a moment in, in his journey where he enjoys bringing shock and awe. And I think that he is loving being the anti everything. And I think he's just loving everything that's controversial and i and i think he I, I, under the guise of freedom of speech i think that he just feels like he can just he can do whatever he wants kind of like an elon that's a good point and so he he feels he has carte blanche because he's dave effing Chappelle right to, to bring him up and on that note that's our show i want to thank jeff heisen abby Mello, gina brown and a aaron but before we go my final thought i googled my name recently and it told me to turn off safe search mode it then suggested i look up something more viewer friendly like two girls one cup with all the jokes comedians are making about elon musk it seems as though it is getting to the point where we are all just punching down if we think of twitter as a car driving on the road then elon musk is the deer that jumps out runs into it, and fucks up the bodywork. Thus, making jokes about him is the equivalent of taking your car and running over the wounded deer repeatedly. Both instances sound extreme, yet in Musk's case, it would be funny as hell. Of course, we have to recognize that we still need Twitter, because if TikTok ever shuts down, then how are comedy clubs ever going to know who to book to draw on a bunch of brain-damaged dolts who are willing to part with $20 on a two-drink minimum without getting comedy advice from someone like Elon Musk, who is still trying to work out how to tie his own shoelaces. And whose idea of comedy stems from the fact that Elon Musk's voice and laugh sounds like Yakov Smirnoff and counts among his biggest supporters, Joe Rogan, who was known as the sixth funniest cast member of the TV show News Radio. <laughs> After Andy Dick... And Phil Hartman's corpse. <laughs> Good night.
This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, and Gina Brown, and guest A.A. Ron. Theme music, composed and arranged by Euron Vandenhurek. Executive producers, Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A.A. Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Race. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.